The last lesson from God's Word that I've chosen for John's funeral today is from 1 Timothy chapter 1. I thank Jesus Christ our Lord, who has given me strength, that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly, along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was so in mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is God's word. The friends, and especially you, the, the family of John Christ, had the blessing of serving as John's pastor for two years, which I know in the grand scheme of things isn't a very long time, but it was enough time for me to hear everything. And I mean that. I think I heard everything. Remember the, the first time I got to visit him once he got out of the hospital after his big stroke two years ago. Normally when I, when I visit somebody, I plan to be there for about an hour. And that day I remember looking at my watch three and a half hours later. And there I was. And on top of that, I think in those three and a half hours, I maybe spoke ten words. Maybe ten. And I heard everything. John had a lot of experiences in life, and he liked to tell about it. And I heard about North Dakota and Montana and Alaska and the military and the railroad and solar panels and construction and, and cattle. And I know that for those of you who love John, 69 years doesn't seem long enough, but I think it's true that John lived about three or four whole lifetimes in those 64 years. He had a lot of stories to tell. But there's something I noticed as John told all those stories. John didn't make himself the hero of the story. Now I bet that there was a time in life when he did. I bet there was a time in John's life when he could boast like the best of them. But over these last two years, when John told me stories of his life, he did not make himself the hero of the story. In fact, John was very open about his sins. When he told me stories of his life, they would go like this. He, he would tell me about his wife, Deanna, who I, I never got to meet. And he would say something like, Pastor, I didn't deserve her. I don't know what a lady like that was doing with a man like me. He would tell stories about all those adventures that he had as a younger man. And then he would say, but Pastor, I, I didn't live a Christian life. And I still remember. I didn't live like a Christian is supposed to live. He would tell me about his children and he would say, Pastor, I wasn't a great father. I had issues that I didn't know how to deal with. I'm sorry. Talk about his work and he would say, Pastor, I spent a whole lot of time and energy on things that really weren't that important. 69 years and a massive stroke, it taught John humility. 
That makes me think of the Apostle Paul. Do you know much about Paul from the Bible? Paul's well known as the famous Christian missionary. He traveled all over the world starting new Christian churches. But that is not how Paul's life started out. So I read the words of these lessons. Did you hear how Paul described himself? He said, I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man. And Paul was not kidding. He started out hating Jesus, hating Christians. Paul did everything he did, could to, to put as many Christians as possible to death. And Paul never forgot about that past. He never forgot about how he had fought against God. And so even at the end of his life, he's able to write with all honesty, I am the worst of sinners. And I bet some of you hear that. And you roll your eyes. At least a little on the inside. Sin? You still talk about that at your church? Sin? Haven't we moved on from that now? You know who never would have said that? You know who was very aware of his sins? It was John Christ. Every Sunday here at our church, we confess our sins together to God. And every Sunday when I would look at John, do you know what I would see? I would see tears in his eyes. Most every Sunday. We'd say words like, I confess that I am by nature sinful, that I have sinned against God in my thoughts, words, and actions. Just about every week there would be tears. Do you know why? Because it's true. Because John knew that those words were true. You know that today it's becoming more and more common at a funeral. We're supposed to all stand up and talk about how great the person was, right? John would not have wanted that at his funeral. Because John was very aware of his sins. He would talk about how when he was a young man, he did not follow God's plans for sex and marriage. And he remembered that his whole life long. He would acknowledge how he struggled with anger and how that hurt his relationships in his life. Confess how sometimes he could be really impatient and other times he could say things that he would later regret. We heard Paul say that he was the worst of sinners and if John were here, I think he would probably argue with him. I could see John Christ arguing with the Apostle Paul and saying, no Paul, hold on. I think it's me. Every Sunday, John was willing to confess, I'm, I am the chief of sinners. But you know, there's a reason why the Apostle Paul confessed that he was the worst of sinners. It was so that he could tell the rest of the story. He said, even though I was a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was showing mercy. That is something that we have lost in our world today. Mercy. Even though Paul didn't deserve it one bit, God showed Paul mercy. And so Paul writes, here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. In other words, everybody better listen up. This is really important. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, whom I am the worst. There's an old Christian hymn that I know John loved to sing. And it starts like this. Chief of sinners though I be, 
Jesus shed his blood for me. Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners whom I'm the worst. There's a word for that. It's the word grace. No, you've heard that word before, grace. Do you know what grace is? Grace is the undeserved love of God for sinners. The undeserved love of God. That means that grace is one of the hardest words for us human beings to understand. You see, we get in our heads that God loves us when we're good. God helps those who help themselves, right? No. God says, I love you when you're not good. I love you when you're sinful. I love you when there is nothing that you can do to help yourself. I love you with an undeserved love. It's grace. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Grace of God. John Christ treasured the grace of God. Through all of his struggles and his strokes and his sins, John Christ learned to treasure the grace of God. Every Sunday in church, after we confess our sins, I as the pastor get to say how, how Jesus forgives us. And for those of you who go to church, you know that that's the point in the service where it's easy to tune out. Because you hear it all the time, right? You start to think about the game later on that day. But when I would speak the words of forgiveness, I would look at John and do you know what I would see? Well, remember he had, he had the tears in his eyes. And I would say, I forgive you all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And John would go like this. And he would close his eyes and his mouth would start mouthing words. And I couldn't exactly see what he would say, but I think it went like this. Jesus forgives me. I am forgiven. Jesus forgives me. You see, when you understand your sins, it opens up this huge, amazing door into the grace of God. Forgiveness and peace and eternal life and heaven, they're not a result of our working hard or our doing the right thing or our goodness. They're a result of faith in Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Savior, shed on the cross that God has washed away every single one of our sins. That's how we know that John is in heaven today. Because it didn't depend on anything that he did. It depended on Jesus. It didn't depend on whether he accomplished this or that in his life. It depended on what Jesus Christ had done for him. And God had poured out his grace abundantly on John with the faith and the love that are in Christ Jesus. Chief of sinners though I be, Jesus shed his blood for me. That's what led John to love hearing God's word. John was here at our church every Sunday and every Wednesday. And he didn't have a car. And so he was constantly calling people up and texting people, can you give me a ride to church? And when he couldn't find anybody, he would pay Uber to drive him here or Lyft. And there were even times when he walked and he lived in a place where you can't walk here from where he lived, except John Wood. 
And I would say, John, you can't walk there. Yeah, oh yeah, I can. Me and Bingo, we're going to walk. Because he loved hearing the word of God and it didn't matter what the service or the Bible study was about. It might be about salvation or about government or about marriage and John would just soak it up. I think maybe it was because he almost died so many times that he knew to focus his life on what really mattered. John learned to treasure the promises of Jesus. He loved to hear God's word. And maybe you sit there and you say, oh, Pastor, you say that at everybody's funeral. And no, I don't say that at everybody's funeral. Because everybody's different. Do you know how I can speak intimately about John's faith in Jesus? It's because he would share his faith with me. I've never had a, a church member share the gospel of Jesus with me as much as John Christen. When I'd be with him, I'd close whatever our meeting was with a prayer. And when I got done praying, he would keep going. He would pray for me. And it was a beautiful thing. I would say amen, and he would say, and? And God. <laughs> and Heavenly Father, bless, bless Pastor Nathan. Bless him as our shepherd. Give him the strength to share your word with all of us. We need it so much. Bless Pastor Nathan. Amen. He would all the time, at unexpected moments, he'd send me a text message and it would just simply say something like, Jesus loves you. Thank you for being our shepherd. This isn't what people do. I wanted to say to John, what is wrong with you? Nobody does this. And yet John did. God's grace so filled his heart that it just overflowed. And you know that because he did it to you too. After church, he would take our, our worship folders and he, and he would pass them out to you. And he asked me for printed copies of my sermons and he would take them and he'd hand them out to you. And he would send you text messages. I know, he'd ask me to proofread them sometimes. He'd send me a message. Hey, pastor, how does this sound? And I'd say, John, you say it better than I could. And he would send it out to whoever he could think of. And he was in the hospital all that time. He would lay in his hospital bed and nurses would come in and he'd ask everyone, do you believe in Jesus? He'd be at Brahms, ordering a hamburger. And, and he'd talk to the person serving and he'd start talking about his faith and about his church and he wouldn't stop, even when there was a long line behind him. And it was awkward. I did it with him a number of times. <laughs> but he didn't care. It was because John realized something. Paul's story about sin and grace, it wasn't just Paul's story. And Paul's story about sin and grace, it wasn't just John's story. The story about sin and grace, this is your story. And this is my story. All of the timelines are different. The life plots, it's all different. None of us have a life quite as exciting as John's was. But we all ultimately have the same story. Our sin, God's grace, salvation found in Jesus. You're sinful too, just like John was. And no amount of lying or ignoring or covering up can make it go away. When you and I are honest, we can say together with Paul and John, we can say, I am the worst sinner that I know. But when you're able to do that, then you're able to see the grace of God. That God has undeserved love, even for you. 
even for me. How can you know that's true? Because here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save, save whom? Save sinners. That's you. That's me. I told you that John loved this picture in the Bible about having a shepherd. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. But Jesus is the good shepherd who took all of our sins onto himself and he died on the cross and then he got off of the cross and he rose from the dead and he seeks us. Jesus seeks after you like a shepherd after his sheep and he doesn't give up. And maybe you think to yourself, I am too far gone. And Jesus says, no, you're not. Jesus has immense patience. Jesus has abundant grace. I can see John Chris saying the very words that Paul says in our lesson. He says, for this very reason, I was shown mercy, the worst of sinners, so that in me Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and have eternal life. Chief of sinners though I be, Jesus shed his blood for me. So if you want to honor John Christ, here's what I think he would want you to do. Find a Christian church that teaches the true word of God. Find a Christian church that teaches the truth about sin and grace. And then go there every Sunday, every Wednesday. Even if it's raining, turn your windshield wipers on. If you don't have a ride, text somebody. If you want to honor John, then learn to treasure the grace of God. How do you think he made it through losing his beloved wife of 40 years? Only by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. How do you think he recovered his strength after a massive stroke? Only by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. How do you think he was able to live with his past only by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. If you want to honor the memory of John Christ, then do what John did. Treasure the word of God. Treasure the word of God. There was one story that John told me a, a whole bunch of times. He kind of got that way. I heard it over and over again. And it was when he was lying on his, his back in the hospital after his stroke two years ago. He would talk about how he was laying there wondering why on earth was he still alive. And then he said that suddenly it hit him. It was a Bible verse. A verse in the Bible that says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. As John told me that story over and over again, he said, Pastor, then I got it. It doesn't matter how much strength I get back or not doesn't matter how many more years of life I get to have or not. It doesn't matter what I'm able to do or not able to do anymore because every day I have a purpose from God. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. We get to see that every time we come to our church. You know that it was John and Deanna and their company that, that built this church for us. And as John talked about his role in building this church, 
There was one thing I could tell he was most proud of, and it was the cross. It was this cross. And as construction was going on, John would come in here, it was all unfinished, but he would take pictures of the cross. And right when the sun shines, just right, lights up, it's brilliant. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about the cross of Jesus. Eternal life for those who believe in Jesus as their Savior, for Paul, for John Christ, for you and me. Because here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Chief of sinners though I be, Jesus shed his blood for me. Died that I might live on high. Lives that I might never die. As the branches to the vine, I am his and he is mine. Amen. Let's say a prayer. You know, Jesus, every one of us is here today because you used John Chris to touch our lives all in different ways. We're thankful for all you allowed John to experience and live in these full 69 years of life. But we're most thankful for the faith in Jesus that you put in his heart. Through his life, you, you let him learn how to treasure your grace, even for sinners like us. You let him learn how to treasure your word. In these last two years, you let him learn how to let his light shine for you. Dear Lord Jesus, we, just like John, we need a savior. Lead us to see your grace to us in Jesus. Lead us to hear your word. Lead us to put our hope in you and in your promises of eternal life, just like John did. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.